Hello, everybody. I'm Jerry Green, and I'm here today with Corey Kamisholi. Uh, we're going to talk about NFL's Week 3. And what's up, Corey? Hey, Jerry. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Just fine. Uh, another disappointing Eagles game. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. Um, yeah, Eagles tied the Bengals. A tie. 23-23. to 23. Um Wentz threw his fifth and sixth interception of the season through three games, which is pretty terrible. Yeah, three straight games with two interceptions. Yeah, that, that's just awful. I mean, he's supposed to be your franchise quarterback, and he's throwing six intercept. He's throwing two interceptions a game. Like oh. the numbers, like people, like people just read Wentz is the fastest equal to hundred touchdowns in history. But I, those numbers to me are deceiving. I, I just, I don't know, man. I don't know if Wentz is the guy. Yeah, I mean, you know, he does have that MVP caliber season. But, you know, like the reason why he was so good that year is because of his third down efficiency. He was like insanely good on third down. And that's where he got most of his um, like stats and all that. But, you know, being good on third down isn't really sustainable because a lot of it comes down to luck. Um and I guess maybe he's just not that great of a quarterback. Maybe that was just a fluke season, but I don't know. Um, anyways, some more bad news. Dallas Goddard, he's on IR, fractured ankle. He went out in the first quarter of this game. Um, Eagles signed Hakeem Butler, who was a 2019 fourth-round pick. He's going to uh, replace him, I guess, um, just to add some tight end depth. Um, but, yeah, so... What did you think of this game for the Eagles? Uh, I'm going to start with the positive. The defense got seven sacks, so that's always uh, a plus. Although, I should say that those seven sacks are a little bit misleading because Joe, Joe Burrow even said it himself that, like, some of those sacks, he just, like, took them to, you know, run off time on yeah. run the clock down, and uh, mm-hmm. he could have easily thrown it away, but still, we'll take it. Yeah, and – uh Greg Ward was all right. He had 72 yards and touchdown. Ertz had 70 yards. Uh, I'm just going to write down the nitty-gritty. Let's talk about Matt Pryor's offside call. This was uh, a <laughs> oh, cherry. I, they just lined up on the line of scrimmage. They just <laughs> lined up on the line of scrimmage. You have to kick a field goal to win the game. There's no reason for you to move. And I'm not saying you need to do – like. I'm not saying relax with your job, but where he's playing is not a spot where usually people block a kick. So he doesn't like he has to block, but he doesn't have to do too too much. This guy jumps like three seconds after they line up. Yeah, that was that really like literally cost him the game. But I, Jerry, honestly, I wanted them to go for it on the fourth and seventeen or twelve or whatever it was. I, I wanted them to go for it because. Honestly, at this point, I don't care about a tie. I know we're only a half game out. I would have rather mm-hmm. lost that game than tied that game. I'm not joking. Yeah, I, agree. I think we should have gone for it. And you know what? If they didn't get it, I give my respect to Doug Peterson for trying because there's no point in not trying. That it was, I dude, it just that infuriated me. I just don't understand how Matt Pryor got that all sides call. Yeah, but I mean. Although Joe Burrow looked pretty good. He was 31 for 44 with 300 plus yards and he had two touchdowns, no interceptions. Tyler Boyd and T, T. Higgins both had good days. Tyler Boyd had 125 yards and uh, T. Higgins had two touchdowns. So it looks like he's mm-hmm. starting to adapt there. Yeah. I mean, 
Miles Sanders had another good day. I mean, he didn't have a touchdown, but he had 18 attempts and 95 yards. So he looks – I mean, he got 95 yards last week too. So maybe he can be a consistent rusher, but uh, I want to see a consistent passer. Yeah. Um, you said T. Higgins. Uh, he wasn't really as big – he wasn't really a big part of the offense in the first two weeks of the season. I mean, he's a rookie out of Clemson. Obviously, with the short and off season, it's harder for rookies to get integrated into the team – earlier on but um john ross was actually a healthy scratch for this game um if you guys remember john ross he was like a top 10 pick a few years ago he had like a record 40 yard dash time he hasn't really turned out to be um what he was hyped up to be but um yeah so t higgins gets uh most of the target share here and he he looked pretty good and he caught two touchdowns so yeah, yeah. he was there he was their target in the inside the red zone Mm -hmm. Uh, it's just a disappointing game to watch as an Eagles fan. Uh, They play the 49ers next week. I don't even want to talk about that. (laughs) I don't want to talk about them playing the 49ers. Uh, Let's talk about the Bears and Falcons. Bears won this game 30-26. to Jerry, this was a doozy. The Falcons blow another lead, the 26-10 lead. But can we just talk about Nick Foles for a second? Nick Foles subbed out Mitch Trubisky who had a touchdown and interception. Nick Foles comes in with six minutes left. He throws three touchdowns, including the game winner to Anthony Miller, and the Bears win this one 30-26 to go to 3-0. and Yeah, so Nick Foles threw three touchdowns in under five minutes. Carson Wentz has thrown three touchdowns all season long. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the Falcons blow another lead in the fourth quarter. Um, typical Falcons fashion. Uh Nick Foles, he was uh, finding his guys. He threw a couple of touchdown passes to Jimmy Graham. Uh, Allen Robinson had 10 catches, 123 yards, and a touchdown. Um, I mean, Jimmy Graham's back. Let's talk about Jimmy Graham. He was surprising. Yeah, he had two touchdowns. Uh, I'm sorry. This stat line blows my mind. Uh, The running game did not work for the Falcons. Todd Gurley had 14 attempts for eight yards. (laughs) But he had a touchdown. Yeah. yeah, that's that's just a sign of, oh, that's just tough. I mean, their offensive line isn't the greatest by any means. And they've got those passing weapons. Todd Gurley, dealing with that arthritis, he's not the same player that he used to be. So it makes sense for them to rely on their, um, on the arm of Matt Ryan. But um, Yeah, yeah. one guy, sorry, Jer, one guy that I actually really want to talk about a little bit uh, I think Calvin Ridley is yeah, turning into a star between our eyes and in, in, right in front of our eyes. He had another 110 yards. Uh, what do you think about Ridley? I mean, he's been consistent, and I took him in fantasy, so I'm not complaining. Yeah. Um, Ridley, third-year player out of Alabama. Uh, he continues to produce um, his – this season, he has 349 yards and four touchdowns. Uh, he's second in the NFL – in receiving yards, and he's tied in first for touchdowns. So, I mean, especially behind Julio Jones as the number two option, he, he's been impressive this season. This is like his breakout year. Yeah, uh, and the funny thing is, I bet for football fans that don't watch much football, this is this would be a good trivia question. Who leads <laughs> the Falcons with receiving yards? And I bet you most of them will pick Julio Jones. Yeah. No, it's Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley's, uh, he's blossoming. Mm-hmm. Uh, Julio was out this week, though. He did not play with some sort of yeah. hamstring injury. He should be mm-hmm. back for week four, though. 
Yeah, and uh, so fall, Falcons fall to zero and three. Bears go to three and zero, and yeah, that's not it, what I would expect. Yeah, Trubisky. Uh, I mean, I understand why they subbed him out, and it worked. I was a little shocked. I mean, I understand they wasn't doing very well, and he didn't do yeah. amazing last week. But they were two and zero under him this year. I know they played not very good teams. It obviously worked out in the end, but I was a little shocked when I first saw that. But worked yeah. out in their favor for yeah. sure. Um, Matt Nagy, he actually said that Nick Foles will officially be the starter moving forward for weeks to come. So that's a good yep. move in my opinion. Mm-hmm. All right. And, uh, Rams lose the bills 35, 32. This was a fun one to watch. Yeah. Uh, bills go to three. No Rams fall to two and one again, Jerry, Josh Allen, 24 for 33 on passes, 300 plus yards, four touchdowns and one rushing touchdown four passing touchdowns. I should say and one rushing and he had an intercept, only one interception. I mean, he is something else. Yeah, but the end of this game was really, really crazy. Um, so the Bills won it um, due to a questionable defensive pass interference call. So let me just paint the picture for you. It's 32 to 28. Three minutes left. Bills have the ball. Josh Allen drives him downfield. Uh, he completed a like 17-yard pass to Cole Beasley that got him into the red zone. So um, then they're in the red zone, first and 10, probably on like the 15-yard line. Uh, Josh Allen, he gets sacked. There's a penalty, um, a bunch of stuff. So they're at third and 25 on like the 35-yard line. Then Allen throws it to Diggs with about 25 seconds left. They get it down to the 13-yard line. Um, so it's now fourth down. Uh, Allen throws a incompletion, but there's a flag. It was a defensive pass interference on Darius Williams. Um, so then it's first and goal. And uh, Tyler Croft, the backup tight end, caught a touchdown um, from Josh Allen. And that won them the game. Uh, yeah, it was just, it was a really good game to watch. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Was it the Rams that had a large lead in this or was it the Bills? Uh, I think it was the Bills. Um, yeah, one of the teams, I think it was the Bills, had a really large lead at the end of the yeah. half. And, uh, but you mentioned Cole Beasley. He had a good day. He had a hundred yards. Uh, on the other side of ball, Jared Goff was 23 for 32. He had three inch plus yards and two passing touchdowns and one rushing. So he was pretty good. He threw one interception. Uh, Daryl Henderson was the hot hand in this one. Uh, he had 114 yards and one touchdown for the Rams running core and Cooper Cup and Robert Woods both had good days. What, what do you, what else do you have to say about this game? Uh, like you said, Daryl Henderson, he had a good rushing day. Um, it seems like their backfield is just, they've got, well, they got Malcolm Brown, who had a great week in week one. He put up a uh, ton of yards and a couple of touchdowns, too. Week two, it was kind of like split between Henderson and uh, Brown. And now week three, Henderson kind of took most of the uh, touches away from Brown. But they still have a rookie third-round pick, Cam Akers who hasn't gotten a lot of opportunity so far, but he was out this week. So, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he'll get his chance later on in the season, but this Rams running back committee is looking pretty solid through three weeks. Yeah, not many people had them being the best running team going into the season, and uh, they're looking pretty good. Yeah, and Uh, speaking of which, we'll get to this team later, but the Patriots, they have the most rushing yards so far. And they definitely don't have a number one definitive running back. Like, it's just maybe backfield by committee is the way to go in the NFL 2020. 
Yeah, it's working out. Uh, let's go to the Jets' woes as the Colts, who are not the greatest team, beat the Jets 36-7. to Yeah. So, <laughs> Mo Alley-Cox had another big game. He's a basketball player from BCU. He was like their third-string tight end going into camp. Um, somehow he's emerged as uh, Philip Rivers' favorite target. But, yeah, he he had a big uh, game week two or week one. I can't remember. But I think it was last week. Yeah, last week. I think he caught a touchdown. I think he caught another one this week. Um, but let's talk about this Colts defense. The defense alone scored 14 points. That's two pick sixes and a safety. Um, they only allowed seven points. So the Colts defense alone outscored the Jets. If you just took away all the Colts, Colts offensive possessions, they still would have won this game, which is kind of pathetic for the Jets. But um, yeah, and for those of you who play fantasy, if you had the Colts defense, there's a good chance you won this week because they put up 27 fantasy points, which is like a lot for a defense. Normally they put up like eight or nine is a good week for a defense. Yeah, they, they got to get Darnold out of New York. He's no business being in New York. I mean, I understand he could be a franchise quarterback, but I mean, let, let me get you this. Let me get it this straight. The Jets have nobody. I mean, yeah. this is a team that, I mean, it's a historically bad team. This is a team that literally, they have nobody. So when they're, by the time they're good, Darnold's not going to be playing with them anymore. You might as well, I mean, do you see Juju Smith-Schuster uh, said something saying that he wants Darnold yeah. in Pittsburgh, even though he loves yeah, Big Ben? Of, that kind of surprised me. He was like, he was kind of getting, getting ahead of himself. He was like, oh, yeah, Sam Darnold's a great player. I'd love to see him uh, in Pittsburgh. And then he's like, oh, wait a minute, I've got Ben Roethlisberger here. And then he's like, oh, yeah, but I love Big Ben, too. Yeah, I mean, Darnold, honestly, would not be a bad fit after Ben retires. Yeah. I mean, I, I could see Darnold being pretty good there. Uh Xavier Rhodes had two picks today, or I mean, not today, this week for the Colts. For the Colts, uh, Frank Gore, I guess he's going to get his get and get his yards. He had 15 attempts and 57 yards. Uh, Sam Donald had three interceptions, but just I just don't yeah. believe it's fault. And a historic milestone here: Philip Rivers is the sixth quarterback in history with 400 plus passing touchdowns. As he only had one, but uh, he was 17 for 21. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Phil Rivers looked pretty solid this week. And um, back to the Sam Darnold thing, his wide receivers, these are literally his top three wide receivers this week. Chris Hogan, Braxton Berrios, and Josh Malone. I don't know about you, but I've never heard of Josh Malone in my life. Braxton Berrios, <laughs> I remember he played for Miami a couple years ago, and he was like an undrafted free agent who got cut, but somehow ended up on the Jets practice squad, apparently. And then Chris Hogan he used to play for the Patriots back in, like, 2017. He was, like, their fourth wide receiver on the death chart. I mean, you can't really blame Darnold at all when these are the guys who he's throwing to. They, they got to get Darnold out. There's no reason to have Sam Darnold. I mean, if your whole team sucks, just put in a – because I honestly think Sam Darnold has potential and is good. I mean, did you see that pass he made last week? Yeah. That was incredible. That was like yeah. Holmes pass. It was like a Russell Wilson-type pass. He broke a couple of – uh, tackles um, like that would have been sacks and somehow either throw down field. I mean, if Patrick Mahomes makes that type of pass, we'd still be talking about it in week 14, seeing it on ESPN in the highlights. Yeah. Like, I mean, you can't like Sam Donald's a talented quarterback. That's the bottom line. And they need to fire Adam Gase. That's my number one. If I was the Jets, yeah. if I had anything to do with the Jets, 
the number one thing is I'd say fire Adam Gase or else uh, fire me because that guy is a terrible coach and he has no business being an NFL head coach. Yeah, uh, enough with the Jets. We <laughs> talked too much about the Jets already. Let's <laughs> yeah. uh, go into this game. Browns beat the football team 34-20. to They go to 2-1 for the first time in a long time. Uh, Baker Mayfield was good. He didn't do. He didn't have to throw too much. He had 16 for 23 with 156 yards and two touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, again, just the running back core for the Browns is just gonna. They're just gonna drive it in. Uh, Nick Chubb had 19 carries and Kareem Hunt had 16 for a combined of 154 yards and two touchdowns. They're gonna do that all year. Yeah, uh, that running back core actually. Um, they're like so. In, like, his prime Chiefs days, Kareem Hunt was always the number one most elusive running back, which is, like, a stat that they come up with for how often you break tackles, basically. And um, Nick Chubb is also within, like, the top five. So that's a pretty solid – I mean, running back's job is to not get tackled. And if they're pretty good at doing that, then they're going to have a pretty good running game. Um, But, yeah, like you said, Baker threw the ball well. Um, Brown's offense put up 34 points on a football team defense. It's not too bad, um, but it was actually kind of close going into the fourth quarter, but Brown's just pulled away with it. And um, the only thing I have to say about the football team is Haskins threw three interceptions and he does not look good at all. Yeah, uh, I there's, there's no need to trade him in my opinion. Nobody's going to want him. <laughs> But I think a quarterback is the way to go in the draft. Uh, I mean, if there's nobody else left. I mean, I Dwayne Hass is not going to be a starting quarterback. And honestly, football team, if they do good in free agency this year on offense and they do good in the draft, I mean, they're a potential playoff team, which is I don't want to talk about because I don't <laughs> I hate the Redskins. Oh, my bad football team. Uh, but, yeah, Haskins does not look good. Yeah. Uh, there wasn't much going on in that game. Do you have anything else to say about that game? Uh, one last thing. Uh, rookie defensive end, Chase Young, uh, he went out early on with like a groin, a groin strain or something. I don't know. But, yeah, uh, hoping the best for him because he's a really talented guy. I think he's a future Hall of Famer, to be honest. Um, he's looking like he's going to wow. miss out on week four against the Ravens which I really wanted to see. Like, obviously the Ravens are going to destroy them. Like, no question about that. But I wanted to see the battle between Chase Young and the Ravens have a good left tackle in Ronnie Staley. But I wanted to see Chase Young get in the backfield and chase Lamar Jackson around a little bit because that's a, those guys are both really athletic. And I wanted to see who would win that. But unfortunately, it doesn't look like we're going to get that. Um, and another injury, uh, Matt Ionatis, who's probably outside of Chase Young, their best defensive player. He got hurt in this game too. It's just the football team is already they're already done for the season, to be honest. They peaked at week one with their win against the Eagles, and I think that they're just thrown in the town now. Yeah, there's you know, just not it was kind of a boring game, honestly. Yeah. Uh let's go into the Lions and Cardinals. Lions win 26-23 over the Cardinals. This was kind of shocking, but I actually do have a Lions as kind of like an upset kind of team, and I have them winning next week too. Uh, Cardinals go to two and one. Uh, Lions go to one and two. Stafford looked pretty good. He had two hundred seventy yards and two touchdowns, no interceptions. And I guess Adrian Peterson's going to get a lot of carries. He had twenty two carries for seventy five yards. So it looks like he's going to be in this game plan a lot. Yeah. Um. 
Uh, Stafford got his number one wide receiver back, Kenny Galladay, Babytron. Uh, he got a touchdown this week. Um, anything else? Uh, Kyler threw three interceptions, which was not yeah, it was a little it was a rough game for him. I'm, I was not yeah. expecting the Cardinals to uh, lose this game at all. I thought it was actually going to be a blowout. Um, like, if I had to pick one team to win um, that I was sure of, I'm pretty sure it would have been the Cardinals this week. So that's actually a huge shock for me. Yeah, uh, Jeff Lakuta is for his great yeah. reception. We talked about it on a previous podcast. And uh, it was close. Prater kicked the game-winning uh, kick as time expires to – Beat the Cardinals. Hopkins had another big day. That's the last time we'll talk about with this. Uh, he had 10 receptions, 137 yards, no touchdowns. But it looks like he could get mm-hmm. consistently 100-plus yards every single week, and I'm sure he probably will. He needs the league in receiving uh, yards so far. Yep. And uh, let's go into the Buccaneers and Broncos. Um, not really much shock here. Buccaneers win 20-10. to 10. Uh, Broncos are actually not a bad team, but they're just so hurt. So they have fallen to 0-3. Buccaneers improved to 2-1. Tom Brady was 25-38, 297 yards and three touchdowns, no interceptions. So it looks like he had a pretty good week this week. And real quickly before I hand this game over to you, I, this is the most interesting stat line I think I've ever seen in football history. <laughs> Mike Evans yeah. had two receptions for two yards and for two <laughs> touchdowns. That's the craziest. That is the craziest stat line I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, I mean... I mean, I guess at least Brady's finding him in the end zone. But, yeah, him, he got two touchdowns this week. Uh, Godwin got another one. And I think, did Gronk get one too this game? No. Brady only threw three. But no. um, Gronk did get one. He did have a bigger week than uh, he had the first two weeks. He actually got some receptions this week, which was not something we saw from him earlier on. Um, yeah. Speaking of Gronk, though, Gronk came out and said that he understands that his he came here to block. He didn't come paying here. Him an he's going to try and catch him to block. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, uh, like, I wasn't expecting him to have a big year anyways. I thought he would just be, like, a red zone guy. Um, that They would just target him. He would probably, like, catch for under 500 yards, but, like, maybe 10-plus touchdowns. Like, that's what I was expecting yeah. his ceiling to be. But, yeah, I'm not – honestly surprised at all because his body is just completely worn down but um now talking about the broncos uh jeff driscoll he got benched for brett ripian so brett ripian is now going to be their starter moving forward or at least until drew lock comes back uh lock out with some hand injury i believe it is um but anyways thursday night football which we'll get to later broncos versus jets the matchup of brett ripian and sam darnold is going to be a good one um yeah, it's actually going to be a good game because there's both awful yeah. teams. Uh, it looks like the Broncos are going to start trying to get Jerry Judy more in mm-hmm. on the action as he had five receptions for 55 yards. But other than that, this game was one of those boring games I think I've watched in a while. All right, let's hear I it. I think that Jerry Judy is the best rookie wide receiver in this class. Oh, that's not that hot. I, I agree. Yeah. I mean, C.D. Lamb, I mean, pro- Lamb, he's probably yeah. looked better he's so looked far, but so I far. think that Judy is the more talented player. And, uh, you know, I think if Judy was with Dak, I think we'd have mm-hmm. a different story. You're right. Uh, moving on, the Panthers beat the Chargers 21-16, to which I'm kind of upset about because I'm rooting for Justin Herbert all mm-hmm. the way. I don't know why. I just really like him. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater is really good, 22-28 for 235 yards, one touchdown. But 
the quarterback in the offense wasn't the biggest thing to talk about. Joey Sly, the kicker, was five for five on field goals, so he had the biggest day for that offense. Yeah, he has. I don't think he's missed a kick um, all year so far. Uh, one of the few kickers to still hold that title. Um, Chargers, their offense only put up 16 points, but Keenan Allen had 13 receptions, 130 yards, and a touchdown. Austin Eckler had 143 all-purpose yards and a touchdown. Um, but bad news for the Chargers, Chris Harris Jr., uh, he got hurt in this game. He's moved to IR, and he joins Derwin James and Melvin Ingram. So that's probably the three best, I mean, apart from Bosa, their three best defensive players all on injured reserve. Um, it's just unfortunate yeah. for the Chargers. Yeah, and uh, Justin Herbert actually had a really good game. He was 35 of 49 with 330 yards, touchdown interception. Uh, so he actually played well. But the Panthers are finally, Panthers fans finally have something to celebrate. Because wait till you hear this. This is their first win <laughs> since week nine of 2019. It's been a long yeah, time they, coming. They held the longest streak previously, but. I thought this was actually a really big upset. I thought the Chargers might be like a potential playoff team, and Carolina was like a potential uh, top three pick team. Um, but somehow yeah. they pulled out a win in this one, uh, in large part uh, thanks to Teddy Bridgewater and Joey Sly. Yep. And uh, going to the Titans and Vikings, this was a shocker. I well, not a shocker, just this way it was scored. Titans win 31 to 30 over the Vikings. Vikings are 0 and 3, so that's not good for them. Titans go to 3 0. Ryan Tannehill was okay. He had 300 plus yards, but he did not have a touchdown pass and he had an interception. Uh, Derrick Henry was the story for the Titans. He had 26 carries, 119 yards, and two touchdowns. And Khalif Raymond, uh, <laughs> he had a big day. Uh, one catch was really good. He had three receptions, but for 118 yards. And one more thing about the offense. Steven Goskowski was 6 for 6 on field goals, so he topped Joey Sly for the best kicker yeah, of the day. Goskowski actually has hit a game-winning field goal for the Titans in all three of their wins so far, in all three of their games. So, I mean, uh, remember, week it's one, watched. he was like 0-3 from field goals, and then he missed the, or, and then he made the game winner. Uh, last week, I yep. think he was 4-4, this week 6-6, six six. so it looks like he's on track to uh, have a good season. But the biggest story, I think, out of this game... The headliner is that uh, there was COVID-19 positive tests from the Tennessee Titans. Um, they were set to play the Steelers this week. That game is going to be postponed to a later week. Um, it's probably going to mean that the Steelers don't get their bye week, which is unfortunate because the Steelers had nothing to do with this. They shouldn't be punished like that, but, you know, it is what it is. 13 straight weeks. They had to play 13 straight weeks yeah. of football. Um, but fortunately, though, the Vikings had zero positive tests so it was just Tennessee that had this outbreak um none of the big uh major um star players really got it but there was a few guys um you know more of the reserves so honestly if I was just if I was like one of the Titans key players I would be pretty mad at like the guys on the bottom of the bench who are being irresponsible out there getting COVID not uh, wearing their mask or whatever not taking the right precautions and possibly uh, giving them a disadvantage in the season because now they lose their bye week. Yeah, it's it's tough tough to handle. Uh, I'm going to talk about the good of the Vikings and then the bad. Uh, Dalvin Cook was really good. 22 carries, 181 yards and touchdown. And so was Justin Jefferson. He had a big day. This is his first big day in, in the NFL. Seven receptions, 
175 yards and a touchdown. So he could emerge as a really good receiver. But I just gonna hop on the Kirk Cousins. Uh, I hate, don't think he's a franchise quarterback train again, as I did last week. 16 for 27. He had three touchdowns, but he also threw two yeah. picks. I just don't. I don't think Kirk Cousins is a very good quarterback, and I said that last week, and I probably said that twenty more times in this podcast. But I, yeah, I don't he like. Choked, he really choked the game-winning drive. I mean, uh, they like got the ball. Two minutes left. Um, all they had to do was get into scoring position. Obviously, Tennessee was only up by one, and uh, they just went three and out. He got sacked a couple of times. I'm pretty sure, and it was just sad. Like. You would expect them to at least um, pick up a first down or two. But, yeah, uh, Justin Jefferson, I have another hot take. Justin Jefferson is the second-best rookie wide receiver in this draft class. Um, ahead of C.D. Lynn. And the Eagles yeah, didn't pick him. Yeah, that was a terrible <laughs> – I mean, Jalen Rager, I'm not going to knock him because he's played two weeks. He hasn't even looked bad in the two weeks. But out of all the guys they could have taken, um, Justin Jefferson, T. Higgins, who had a good week this week, like – why would they pick Jalen Rager that high? Um, but anyways, moving on to the next game. Uh, Seahawks beat the history. Cowboys. Russell Wilson, like you said, makes history. He has 14 touchdowns through three weeks. That's an NFL record. Um, no one has thrown 14 touchdowns in the first three weeks of the season ever. Uh, he's definitely on track to win MVP or at least get a couple of votes because he hasn't received any throughout his entire career so far. Um Chris Carson got hurt in this game, and that was actually – I really thought that was a dirty play by the Cowboys uh, lineman. who He, like, gator rolled over his knee, and that was exactly how he got hurt. And, I mean, the guy didn't have to roll. Yeah, Pete Carroll was yeah. complaining. Uh, rightfully so. I mean, now their running back might be out this week because um, of something that shouldn't have happened. But uh, I, I think they came out and said that he's a full really? go for this week because I think – I'm pretty sure I, I read something. Either that or he's yeah. doing well, fine. Well, that's good news then. But um, bad news, well, not necessarily bad news for the Seahawks, but DK Metcalf probably had the biggest blooper of the season so far. He had a, he had a really big reception. Good. I don't know how many yards exactly, but he was basically walk like he could have easily walked or ran into the end zone. But there was a defender behind him, and he slowed down just before he reached the end zone. The defender comes from behind him, punches the ball, out of his hands, which he was holding the ball with one hand. He's basically asking for it to happen, and then the ball rolled out of the back of the end zone for a touchback, which I still think is a dumb rule, but not in this scenario because he deserved that, and that I mean, that was probably the reason why this game was even close. Um, If he had uh, ran that in, Russell Wilson would have had 15 touchdowns so far, 6 touchdowns in this game, and Either way, DK Metcalf still had a pretty good game. He had four catches for 110 yards and a touchdown. And yeah. he did have the game winner. He did have the game winning touchdown. Uh, uh, Greg Olson got 61 yards, so he, he was targeted. But Tyler Lockett really was a story mm-hmm. in the receiving court. Nine receptions for 100 yards, mm-hmm. three touchdowns. I mean, he is he's looking yeah. really, really good. I mean, people are saying he's the most underrated receiver in the NFL. I don't know if I can disagree with that. I mean, he doesn't get enough praise, but. Dak Prescott was 37 to 57, so a lot of passing attempts. He threw for 472 yards, so a lot of yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. So, and the Seahawks did really good defending the running game as Elliott only had 30 yards and one touchdown. 
on 14 carries, so they didn't do much with the running game. What did you think well, about yeah, the Cowboys? Well, going back to Tyler Lockyer real quick, um, he had three touchdowns, and all three of them he was wide open in the end zone. But, um, yeah, like you said, he's really been having a good season so far. Um, I think that might have a little something to do with his quarterback, but still, credit where credit's due, he's been playing well. And for those of you fantasy players out there, he's been the number two wide receiver throughout uh, three weeks. And I have him on my fantasy team, so I am very happy with that outcome. I'm pretty sure, actually, I think uh, Calvin Ridley is the number one who we were talking about a little bit earlier. Um, but yeah, like you said, Zeke got completely stopped. But Michael Gallup and, Cent- and Cedric Wilson. Um, had a big week. Cedric Wilson caught, what was it, two touchdowns? And Michael Gallup went for over 100 yards in his first week. He had like 100 yards combined. Um, But one more big game was on the defensive end, Alden Smith for the Cowboys. Um, If you remember, he was out of the league in like 2015 for substance abuse, banned substance, whatever. Um, He... Formerly, I he almost had like a 20-sack season back in 2012. And right now, he's the league leader in sacks. He has four sacks so far. Uh, big game this week. He had three sacks. Um, you know, it's good to see him get his life back on track. Yeah, I mean, obviously good for the Cowboys. <laughs> but either way, the Cowboys lose, which is a big game because we're, uh, Eagles are still only a half game out. But let's move on. Uh, next team, Raiders lose to the Patriots, thirty-six to twenty. I thought this game was going to be a little bit closer, but it wasn't. Uh, Newton honestly didn't do too much. He was seventeen to twenty, hundred and six yards, touchdown and interception, so he didn't need to do too much. What yeah, did you like think you about said, this game? Cam had a rough game, but Sony Michelle broke loose a couple of times. He had one hundred and seventeen rushing yards, uh, and Rex Burkhead. Yeah, only on nine. He got attempts. some like big plays. The Rams or the Raiders, sorry, their run defense did not look good this game. Um, the Patriots put up. I don't. I can't remember the number, but like I said, Tony Michelle went off, and Rex Burkhead. He wasn't. He didn't necessarily have a lot of rushing yards, but he had ninety-eight total yards rushing and receiving combined, and he had three touchdowns. Uh, two of which were rushing, and one of which was a reception. Um, Derek Carr kind of got stopped because the pass defense completely shut down Darren Waller. Um, Bill Belichick made it a point that Waller wasn't going to get going in this game. Um, we saw him get going uh, on Monday night last week against the Saints, which helped them really win the game. And, you know, Bill Belichick, he likes to do this a lot, shut down the other team's number one option and tell them if you're going to beat us, beat us with your number two, number three, number four guys. And the Raiders weren't able to do that this week. Yeah, Jacobs had 16 attempts, 71 yards. Uh, there wasn't much from the Raiders this game. Hunter Renfro was their number one receiver for this game. Uh, Derek Carr did not throw an interception, though, which I was shocked. I thought the Patriots would pick him a couple times. Uh, Patriots ultimately go to 2-1. and one. Raiders lose their first game of the year. Uh, let's go. Texans lose 28-21 to 21 to the Steelers. Uh, rough start yeah, for the Texans. Um, and here's, yeah, and here's my take real quickly before we get into this game. Texans play the Vikings next week. Both teams are 0 3, and both teams have talent, but I I say whoever loses that game is yeah, done I mean, already. 0 4. It's kind of hard to bounce back from. Um, Texans went up. They yep. actually took an early lead in this one, but wasn't enough to hold off the Big Ben and the Steelers. Uh, ben Roethlisberger, 23 36, two touchdowns, 237 passing yards. Um, 
and he was he looked good this week. What else can I say? Yeah, James Conner did good too. He had a touchdown, 109 yards. Uh, Deshaun Watson was all right. I mean, I'm trying to expect a little more out of him. He was 19 and 27, 260 yards, two touchdowns, and interception. Uh, David Johnson, he kind of has fallen off since his week one. He had 13 carries of only 20 yards. He did have a touchdown, though. But Randall Cobb was the story for the Texans in this game. Four receptions, only four receptions, but still 95 yards and a touchdown. But not much to take away from this game. Uh, Texans, it's a must-win game for them next week. Uh, uh, anything else to take away from this game? Uh, 3-0. No. That's about it. Yep. All right, and uh, let's go to another yeah. New York team. <laughs> I mean, every time I say that, I think of an awful game. 49ers beat the Giants, and the 49ers are hurt badly, but they beat them 36-9. to 36-9. Nick Mullins is yep. their starting Nick quarterback. Nick Mullins threw for 343 yards. He was able to get uh, the rookie Brandon Ayuk involved. He had five catches, 70 receptions, but Ayuk, on, he was actually a dual threat weapon this week he had a rushing touchdown along with 31 rushing yards and um the only thing i have to say about this game is that the giants suck <laughs> yeah Jared, i can't disagree uh daniel jones struggled as he was 17 to 32 179 yards and one interception i would not be shocked if they draft a quarter or they're at least looking for a quarterback in the track i mean it kind of starts there uh one note i did have to say Devontae Freeman made his debut for the Giants, and it, it was bad. <laughs> Five carries for 10 yards, so not much to talk about there. But uh, Jarek McKinnon has three straight games. I said McKinnon. McKinnon has three straight games with a scrimmage touchdown. He had uh, one rushing touchdown this game. But other than that, this was a boring game Well, for the Giants. Uh, 49ers go to 2-1. and one. Giants obviously fall to 0-3. So I, do the Giants and Jets um, play I, each other this year? I don't year? think so. That would be a yeah, game to watch. I'm pretty sure they don't play because uh, <laughs> NFC East and AFC East. Yeah, if they did play, honestly, I think it would be something like the Eagles and Bengals game in a way that both teams were so bad that they couldn't manage to find a winner. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I can't disagree on that. Uh, Going to the Packers, they went 37 to 30 over the Saints. Packers go to 3 0, and the Saints fall to 1 and 2. Packers have 30 plus points in all three games. Rodgers continues his hot streak 21 to 32, 280 yards or three touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, Al Lazard, or Lazard, I don't know how to say his last name, was the number one receiver this week as he got 146 yeah, yards and a touchdown. Uh, I mean, I've, yeah, and Drew Brees did really well too. He only had seven incompletions and for three touchdowns, no interceptions. But this is a little – I'm a little worried about the Saints now as they have lost back-to-back weeks. But they're still ranked number eight in uh, NFL's power rankings. I forget whose it was, but I it was an official account. And I was like, wow, I can't believe they have them that high. But Alvin Kamara was really involved in this game as he had six attempts and 58 yards and rushing, but he was – 13 reception on offense for 139 yards and two touchdowns. So he looked like yeah. a number one receiver um, out there. Yeah, he had two touchdowns. Um, but the one thing about the uh, Saints that I have in this game is what is the point of Taysom Hill, dude? He's getting so overpaid. He did not have a good game. Um, fumbled. 
Yeah, he fumbled basically. He had a big lost fumble. The game. Um, there was another miscue earlier on, like where he missed a block or something. But um, Taysom Hill, they had to bring him in sometimes just to throw the ball downfield because it seems like Drew Brees is physically unable to throw the ball 20 plus yards downfield anymore. Um, his stats still look good, but is it time to worry? Are you worried about Brees at all? I mean, he hasn't like completed a pass more than like what 18, 19 yards downfield all season long. I mean, you know, uh, not much to say about that. I mean, I'm kind of, I'm mixed. It would be disrespectful to get a quarterback. It would be disrespectful because one of the best ever. Bench. I mean, but maybe he'll have to take over. Yeah, I mean, who knows? He could be starting. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he'll be starting any time this year. But I mean, next year is a different story, or the year after that. I don't. I think he's only on a one-year deal, but still. Winston was really good last year. I mean, not really good. He was really good with passing yeah. touchdowns, not with interceptions. But uh, let's go to the Monday night football game, which I was really anticipating to be a great yeah. game. It was really boring. <laughs> the Chiefs win 34-20 to over the Ravens. They go to 3-0. Ravens fall to 2-1. And another quarterback making history, and this is the third time this week, uh, Mahomes is the fastest quarterback yeah. to 10,000 yards um, ever. September Mahomes. Uh, he's in the month of September in his career. He's thrown 32 touchdowns, zero interceptions. Uh, last night, he had 385 yards and five total touchdowns, which is great. Um, but, yeah, that Chiefs offense looked really explosive, especially in the first half. They put up 27 points in the first half. Um, and they would have it would have basically been game over at halftime if it weren't for a Devin DuVernay kick return touchdown, which is not something you see very often in these uh, newly – Cool changed NFLs, but I mean, the game was kind of—it oh. was never um, in the Ravens' hand. It was—it was like a blowout. It was a really boring game. game. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, the rookie, he had 134 all-purpose yards. Tyreek Hill, 77 receiving yards and a touchdown. And Mikael Harmon, or Mikael Hardman, had a 49-yard deep ball touchdown just before the half. Um, this Chiefs offense, man, they were able to do this all over the Baltimore Ravens defense, uh, they're scary. Yeah, and going back to what you said about the game being, there was one there was one point where the game was actually, I was like, okay, never mind, hold on, let's watch this a little longer because I was really tired. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ravens were down one touchdown, 27-20, but uh, after that, there was yeah. nothing. It was so at that point, then I went to bed. It was at that point uh, Anthony when Sherman the Chiefs had a, offensive lineman uh, scored a touchdown. So, it was, yeah. Not Eric Fisher. Yeah, and Anthony Sherman had touchdown, yeah. too. So, uh, unlikely one, targets. Uh, Anthony Sherman had a touchdown. It was like a shovel pass. I think Mahomes had a bunch of options. And Anthony Sherman was just the best one. And he scored on that one near the goal line. And then, Anth- or whoever, whatever, Eric Fisher. Yeah. He caught a touchdown, registered as an eligible receiver, and then they did one of those trick plays where they threw it to the <laughs> lineman. But, yeah, that's, what did you think about Lamar this week? Not very good. Uh, he has not been able to step up when against really good teams lately. I mean, he was 15 for 28, 97 yards only for passing one touchdown. He did not have an interception. He had two fumbles, and one of them was lost. Uh, it was kind of concerning to watch him play that, like this against the Chiefs, but again, the Chiefs are a great team. 
hopefully he bounces back. Uh, but yeah, that's it for this week's football. Um, let's go into our top five performers of the week. Um, before we say our top five, I just wanted to give an honorable mention to Nick Foles, who was incredible in their win. All right. uh, Jerry, who's your number five? Spot, I had um, a defensive player, Xavier Rhodes. He had two interceptions, one of which he returned for a 44-yard touchdown. And, I mean, nothing much else to say. He was just really good. Um, he had a rough year last year with the Vikings. He left to join the Colts this year, and he's looked good so far. The Vikings have missed him, Vikings 0-3. Um, and, yeah, two interceptions, pick six. He was probably the best defensive player um, all week. Yeah, uh, and I can't disagree with that pick. I did not think about a defensive guy, really. Uh, number five, I had Justin Jefferson, who had seven receptions for 175 yards and touchdown. Uh, he just looked really good this week, and that's why he got my number five spot. Uh, for number four, I had another Vikings player, Dalvin Cook, yeah. who was really, really good. He had 22 carries for 181 yards and a touchdown. So I had back-to-back Vikings players on my list, and I thought about that for a while, but then I said, you know what? I think they deserve it. Five I had four. Derek Henry. Did you have a number four? Um, he didn't quite put up the yardage stats that Cook did. Only had 119, but he did have um, an extra touchdown. He had two touchdowns in this week's uh, matchup. And I think he was the main reason why the Titans won, and that's why he got a spot on my list. He ran the Titans right into the ground, so I can't disagree with that pick. It was a good pick. Uh, Number three, I had Josh Allen. Uh, He was on my list last week. He sees another one this week. He was 24-33, 300-plus yards, and five touchdowns to get five touchdowns again. Only one interception. I just thought this spot was – Fitting yeah, for I him, mean, and he's just looked insane. It, but I had I held a grudge against him. I had to keep him off my list this week, simply because I did not think that the Bills deserved to win that game at all. The defensive pass interference call was just a huge reach by the refs, and it, they really bailed him out. And I'm holding him against. I'm holding it against him. So I left him off my week. This <laughs> my list this week. But at my number three spot, I had. Seahawks wide receiver Tyler Lockett, nine receptions, three yards, three touchdowns. He was Russell Wilson's okay. guy this week, and he helped uh, lead them to victory against the Cowboys, the boys. The boys. <laughs> All right, speaking of Russell, Russell Wilson, number two, I had Russell Wilson. Uh, history was made, 14, uh, NFL record, 14 passing touchdowns in the first three weeks. Nobody's ever done that. And he had five, I mean, not five. Yeah, he had five passing touchdowns this week, 300-plus yards. I just thought this spot was fitting for him, like I said, with I Josh Allen. Exact player, uh, who did you Wilson, have at number two? And I'm guessing, I'm going to go out on a limb and assume that we had the same number one player, and that was Patrick Mahomes, who threw for 385 yards, yep. four touchdowns, rushed for another, 74% completion percentage. Uh, September Mahomes was in full effect this week. Yep, and another reason why I had him number one is because he's now the fastest quarterback yeah. to 10,000 yards ever, which we mentioned earlier. And that that's really an insane stat line. I think he's done it in, yeah. what, 36 games? Maybe he's having a baby. So, I mean, pretty incredible. And he did this he all in the Ravens defense. Too, so. so it was a big week for him. Um, but, um, yeah, so let's yep. talk about Thursday night football now. Um, as you guys are all listening to this, 
um, the game will probably be over. Um, we have two 0 and 3 teams facing off in the prime time. Uh, it's Broncos versus Jets in New Jersey, um, MetLife Stadium. Rippian versus Sam Darnold. Who do you think is going to win this uh, game tonight? <laughs> uh, I mean, I could see a tie. I mean, I really could. But this one, I have the Broncos winning 17 to 7. I have, I do think Brett Rippian is not going to do incredible. I think he could do all right. I think the Broncos, I mean, this, this score just tells you what I think about this game, 17 to 7. Um, uh, who did I you think is going to win this game? That was a no-brainer for me because I think that the Jets are going to go 0-16 because they're that terrible. Um, but one last thing um, I have to ask you. there's We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven remaining teams that are still undefeated, 3-0. Those teams are the Chiefs, the Seahawks, the Packers, the Steelers, the Titans, the Bears, and the Bills. Now, are there any teams that you're surprised about? Yeah. I mean, that was Bears. That was a big giveaway. Uh, they've I've had all the a pretty easy um, schedule so far. So it's kind of, but I mean, yeah, you know, 3 0, you got to take what you get sometimes. And the Bears, I'm pretty sure they'll be happy about this. Um, but, you know, I have another um, imposter that I think is on this list, and that's the Titans. Um, they haven't won any of their games by a very large margin. They haven't played incredible opponents either. And honestly, I don't think that they're really a 3-0 and team. I mean, based on the schedule they've had, yeah, they deserve to be 3-0. and I would expect them to be 3-0. and But I don't think they fit in with the rest of these teams, uh, like the Chiefs, Seahawks, Bills, Steelers, Packers, all of them. And I'm shocked you said that because I think last week you said, I mean, you may have said, I don't, I don't remember what you said. I think you said they're either top 10 or could be a top five team. But I remember a couple of weeks ago, I was the one hating on the Titans and you were the one defending them. This week, I am trying to start to praise the Titans. Yeah. And so we flipped, we flipped positions here. But I, I mean, I can completely understand where you're coming from. None of the games have been close and they probably, I mean, none of the games haven't been close and they probably should be a blowout, but. All right, and Jerry, that's going to wrap it up for tonight. Uh, have a great night, Jerry. This is Philly Sports.